Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. In the New Covenant, we have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by a new and living way. For so long, I was just always reaching out towards God. Where are you, Lord? But when I heard Andrew's message, it was just like the light bulb went off and I just like knew God is here with us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is my last day to teach on how you can stay full of God. You know, the title of this teaching is the Discover the Keys to Staying Full of God. And, and I don't know, it's not necessarily as descriptive as it should be, but it's all about how that God has already blessed us with everything and it's not God who isn't releasing healing, joy, peace, prosperity, uh, you know, whatever. It's not God who's not giving. It's us who aren't receiving, that we hinder the flow of God in our life. And that really is meant to encourage us because if God is the one who just turns on and off the spigot and releases His power, well, then how do you force God to do something? That's frustrating. And this is where so many people live. They just don't know what they've got to do to get God mo motivated. I'm telling you that God is already motivated. God has already given us everything and God is always turned on and His goodness is always available to every one of us. It's never a matter of us getting God to do something. It's all a matter of us receiving. And so I've been using Romans chapter 1 verse 21 where it talks about things that people did to stop the flow of God in their life, to keep from receiving. And there were four things listed there. The first one is they did not glorify God as God. And I spent a week talking about that. That's talking about valuing and prizing, seeking first the kingdom of God, putting the importance on God in your relationship with Him. The second thing is they weren't thankful which Psalms chapter 69, verse 30 says, you magnify God with thanksgiving. You make God get bigger when you go back and remember His promises and remember His goodness to you. The third thing was they became vain in their imagination. And I spent over a week talking about the power of our imagination, our ability to see things with our heart that you can't see with your physical eyes. And I tell you, that is awesome. That has transformed my life. And what I've been talking about this week is the fourth thing listed there in Romans 1.21. It says, And their foolish heart became darkened. I use the verses out of John chapter 3 where people that do evil, they don't come to the light because they hate the light. They like the darkness so that they can hide them sin, their sins from God. And when it talks about your foolish heart becoming darkened, it's, you know, some people relate to Star Wars better than they relate to the Bible, but it would be like, you know, the force and stuff. And they went to the dark side, the evil side. And our hearts have become sensitive to darkness, to evil, because we don't put God in His proper place, because we aren't thankful, we don't magnify Him with thanksgiving. Our imagination becomes vain and begins to work against us. And just an inevitable byproduct of that is that our heart becomes darkened, sensitive to the dark, and, and opposed to the light. And we've been talking about that all week. Yesterday I was using 
Ephesians chapter 4 at verse 17, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. And I spent most of the day describing that, that we should be different than people that don't know the Lord. They don't have the life of God in them. We do. If you are claiming to have a relationship with the Lord and yet there is no difference in your heart and in your life from people that don't know the Lord, you are as sick as they are, you're as poor as they are, you're as bitter, you're as angry, you are as unforgiving, you are as fearful as they are, either you haven't truly made Jesus your Lord and you are a Christian in name only or you have let Satan somehow or another rob you of what's yours. You should not be walking like people that don't know the Lord. There ought to be a difference. And we talked about that yesterday. The next verse says that if you aren't using your mind correctly and you're just, you know, living for the moment and you're all caught up in your emotions and stuff, then it says in verse 18, having the understanding darkened. Again, this goes right back to Romans chapter 1, verse 21, where it talks about their foolish heart became darkened. And this is talking about that your understanding is darkened. Did you know that the word that was translated understanding here, the Greek word is dianoia. Dia means, it's a conjunction meaning through, and the uh, noia means mind, and it's talking about through your mind. If you look it up, the definition is not just thoughts, but deep thoughts is what it's talking about. So back again in Ephesians 4.18, having the deep thoughts, the understanding darkened, you're only able to focus on a surface level. And again, this is so descriptive of our society today. People are very immature. People are just dealing with things on a surface level. You know, there's politicians that'll come along and guarantee that we'll give you this and we'll give you this. And they just think about themselves. They think on a surface level. And so they think we're going to get free health care. And they just vote for it, not realizing that the, there's nothing free. Somebody's paying for it. What you're doing is making everybody else pay for it. And the moment you get more than 50% of the people just on this take, well, then you start decreasing your society and destroying it because somebody's going to pay for it. This thing of we're going to have all things in common, communism, it's, it doesn't make sense. It is a shallow thought. You are just thinking about yourself and putting, well, they're going to give me money, they're going to do this, and I'll do it, and forget everybody else. That is shallow thinking. You have your understanding, your deep thought has been darkened. It's obscured. You can't think correctly. And that same word, dianoia, that was translated, understanding there, look over here in Luke chapter 1 and in verse 51. This was a prophecy that God was speaking through Zacharias at the birth of John the Baptist. Now I'm breaking right into the middle of it. But it says in verse 51, He has showed strength with His arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. Did you know that the word imagination here was translated from that same Greek word, dianoia, that was translated understanding over here? So putting all of this back together, you can say in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18, having the understanding darkened, you could, it's, in, it's accurate to say that you have your imagination darkened. All you can imagine is bad things. You can't see any good things. 
And this is, again, so descriptive. Our world has not glorified God. We haven't put God first. We don't esteem His Word. We don't know His promises. We aren't thankful, and because of it, our imagination is just going wild. People are anticipating the worst of everything. You know, if you listen to the news, used to news, you know, the word news means you're reporting something that has already happened and you were commenting on what has already happened. Today, what they call news is all, it's basically prophecy. They're saying this is going to happen. The world is going to be destroyed by, you know, global warming and, and uh, climate change and all of this, and they're projecting all of these things in the future, and it has become fact, and it has become, you know, the mantra of many people. That's not news. News is talking about what has already happened. But no, our news is projecting this. And, you know, we're going to be destroyed in 10 years and that this is going to happen in the economy. And, and they're just projecting all of this stuff. Their understanding is darkened. And they're making all of these projections. Their imagination, they're only imagining evil things. I'm telling you, this is descriptive of our world and you don't need to be that way. You can change this. How do you do it? You start glorifying God. You put God and His Word above the Word of anybody else. You know, in our local paper, we had somebody come out uh, in one of the articles and talk about the dangers of smoking pot, marijuana, cannabis. And in Colorado, for those of you that don't know, they have legalized this, not only medicinal marijuana, but recreational marijuana. And this guy was making a point, and he quoted all kinds of statistics. He talked about books and everything else that uh, our driving under the influence uh, violations in Colorado has gone up five times since they legalized marijuana. We have more homeless people. They're of course, not necessarily more people going into homelessness, but homeless people from all over the nation are coming to Colorado because they can get pot now and it'll be legal. And on and on. And he was just listing all of the bad things. Well, then there was a rebuttal that I read yesterday in the paper of somebody who is claiming that all of these statistics, all of this stuff was wrong, and they're saying it's, it's totally wrong. Cannabis, marijuana is totally healthy. It does no damage to anybody. It's all good. And I was sitting here looking at these two things and thinking, how could we sit there and people be looking at the same situation and yet come up with totally different things? And it's because there are some people that their understanding is darkened. And they can look at something and they see it from a totally different perspective because they don't have any, any... Um, honor and credit for God at all. They think that anybody who believes the Bible is absolutely stupid, and so they discount that, and they just come up with their own things. Their opinion is as good as anybody else's opinion. Did you know God is the only one that can establish what right and wrong is? That is a God quality. God has established right and wrong. He's the one that established morality. And when a person just throws the Bible away and says, let's forget the Bible, I believe that having sex between two men or two women, that's just as good, that's just as valid, that's marriage as much as between a man and a woman. You know what you've done? You've made yourself God. You have put yourself in God's position and you're saying, I don't care about the God of the Bible. I'm God and I think that this is fine. 
Man, that is having your understanding darkened. You are putting yourself in a God class to where you can just pick and choose whatever. You know, this last week I studied the book of Judges. And many of you may not be familiar with Judges, but specifically Judges chapter 19 through 21, they are some of the hardest verses in the Bible to understand. There was a man who had a concubine, and he went and got her, and anyway, the man of the city came and wanted to have sexual relationships with him. They were homosexuals, and they wanted to abuse him. But instead of him letting them do that, he gave them his concubine, and they abused her all night. And in the morning, she came back and laid on the door and, and died. And so he went home, cut her into 12 pieces, and sent these 12 pieces throughout the nation of Israel. All of the 12 tribes showed up. They got so incensed that they went, and they were going to kill the man of this city. But the Benjamites, that was a city that was in the uh, tribe of Benjamin, they said, no, we aren't going to allow you to do it. So they fought, and they killed 34,000 of the Israelites, and eventually the Israelites won, and they wound up killing over 25,000 of the Benjamites, nearly wiping out a town. And then because of that, there was only 600 men left in Benjamin, so they went, and they took another city, and they killed all of the men in there and kidnapped all of the virgins and gave them to these people. That wasn't enough, so they went and took some other young girls that were out worshiping the Lord in one of these processions, and they allowed the Benjamites to capture them and take them as wives. I mean, there was, what, 50-something thousand people killed because of this, and then there were these other people killed and their daughters taken to be wives to these men. I mean, it's just total lawlessness. Now, some people read that and think, well, the Bible, that's in the Bible. Are you saying that that's the way we should live? There are four times in the book of Genesis, or excuse me, in the book of Judges, that it says there was no king in Israel. There was no civil government. And then two of those times it says, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. What this is recorded for is not to validate this and say that this is the way it should be. This is God showing what happens when there is no law, when there are no rules, and when every man does what is right in his own eyes. It's showing you that this is wrong. It's not giving these things to say that's the way we should be. It's to show what people are like when they are left to themselves and there isn't any godly standard of morality. This nation, the United States, was founded upon Christian biblical morality. And today we've got people that are doing everything they can to get rid of Christian, Judeo-Christian morality. And they are saying that we are going to live this way and we think it's fine. They make themselves God and establish what right and wrong is. And I guarantee you that is having your understanding darkened and you are destroying yourself and in the process of destroying a nation. I'm believing for a revival and that things will change. But I'm telling you, this is wrong. So it says they have the understanding, and that same word was translated imagination. Their imagination is darkened. All they can see is evil. All they can see is perversion. That's what they dream of. That's what they long for. That's wrong. And then it goes on to say, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. 
WHEN YOU LET YOUR UNDERSTANDING, YOUR IMAGINATION BECOME DARKENED, WHEN YOU HAVEN'T PUT GOD IN HIS WORD FIRST PLACE, WHEN YOU DON'T REMEMBER HIS PROMISES AND THE GOODNESS OF GOD, YOUR IMAGINATION JUST STARTS SEEING ALL of THIS UNGODLINESS AND YOU START REPRODUCING IT IN YOUR ACTIONS AND IT SAYS IT ALIENATES YOU FROM THE LIFE OF GOD THROUGH THE IGNORANCE THAT IS IN THEM. I TELL YOU, PEOPLE TODAY ARE JUST STOPPING THE POWER OF GOD FROM FLOWING TOWARDS THEM. THEY THINK THAT THEY'RE FREE. THEY WILL SIT THERE AND LOOK AT SOMEBODY WHO BELIEVES THE MORALITY OF THE BIBLE AND THAT YOU OUGHT TO HAVE A MAN OR A WIFE FOR A MATE, NOT SOMEBODY OF THE SAME SEX, THAT YOU OUGHT TO BE FAITHFUL TO YOUR MATE, THAT YOU OUGHT TO LIVE A GODLY LIFE AND NOT STEAL AND NOT LIE. AND WHEN YOU START TALKING MORALITY, THEY SAY, WELL, YOU ARE JUST, YOU'RE RESTRICTED. YOU AREN'T FREE. I TELL YOU WHAT, I'M, I'm FREER THAN THE PEOPLE THAT ARE LIVING THESE UNGODLY LIFESTYLES. THE BIBLE SAYS THAT THERE IS NO PEACE, SAYS MY GOD, TO THE WICKED. WHEN YOU LIVE IN WICKEDNESS, YOU ARE BRINGING YOURSELF INTO BONDAGE AND YOU ARE ALIENATING YOURSELF FROM THE LIFE OF GOD. NOT BECAUSE GOD HAS REJECTED YOU. YOU HAVE REJECTED GOD. YOU NEED TO REPENT. YOU NEED TO TURN AROUND. I KNOW SOME PEOPLE ARE SHOCKED BECAUSE, YOU KNOW, I'M KNOWN AS A GRACE PREACHER. I TALK ABOUT THE GOODNESS OF GOD, AND I DON'T BACK UP ON ANY OF THAT. GOD IS 100% GOOD. NOTHING YOU DO MAKES GOD LOVE YOU MORE, AND NOTHING YOU DO MAKES GOD LOVE YOU LESS. GOD LOVES YOU BECAUSE HE IS LOVE, NOT BECAUSE YOU ARE LOVELY, AND I BELIEVE THAT. BUT DOES THAT MEAN THAT I'M FREE TO GO DO ANYTHING? WELL, IT MEANS I COULD DO ANYTHING, BUT IF I DO, IF I'M WALKING IN THE VANITY OF MY MIND AND MY UNDERSTANDING, MY IMAGINATION IS DARKENED SO THAT ALL I'M CONCEIVING IS JUST EVIL, IT IS GOING TO ALIENATE ME FROM THE LIFE OF GOD. MY UNGODLINESS DOESN'T CHANGE GOD'S HEART TOWARDS ME, BUT IT WILL CHANGE MY HEART TOWARDS GOD. SO I STILL LIVE A HOLY LIFE. I STILL FOLLOW THE INSTRUCTIONS OF THE WORD OF GOD, AND I STILL LIVE BY WHAT GOD SAYS, NOT TO MAKE GOD LOVE ME. GOD LOVES ME, PERIOD. I CAN'T MAKE HIM LOVE ME MORE. I CAN'T MAKE HIM LOVE ME LESS. BUT THERE'S A LOT OF STUFF THAT I CAN DO THAT WILL MAKE ME LOVE GOD MORE AND WILL MAKE ME LOVE GOD LESS. AND SO I STILL CONTROL MY ACTIONS, AND I FOCUS MY ATTENTION ON THE LORD. AND IT SAYS YOU BECOME ALIENATED FROM THE LIFE OF GOD THROUGH THE IGNORANCE THAT IS IN THEM BECAUSE OF THE BLINDNESS OF THEIR HEART. AND THIS GOES RIGHT BACK TO THE VERSES THAT I'VE BEEN USING FOR FOUR WEEKS HERE uh, IN ROMANS 1.21, THAT IF YOU DON'T PUT GOD FIRST AND HONOR HIM AND VALUE HIM IN RELATIONSHIP WITH HIM ABOVE EVERYTHING ELSE, THEN YOU WILL NOT BE THANKFUL. YOU'LL BE LOOKING FORWARD IN FEAR INSTEAD OF LOOKING BACK IN GRATITUDE FOR ALL THAT GOD HAS DONE. YOU WON'T REMEMBER THE GOODNESS OF GOD. THAT WILL IMMEDIATELY MAKE YOUR IMAGINATION MOVE TOWARDS THE DARK SIDE TO WHERE YOU JUST SEE AND IMAGINE UNGODLINESS. THAT'S WHAT YOU USE FOR ENTERTAINMENT. THAT'S WHAT YOU'RE FOCUSED ON, AND IT WILL WIND UP WORKING AGAINST YOU INSTEAD OF FOR YOU. YOU WILL BE DREADING THE FUTURE INSTEAD OF LOOKING FORWARD WITH HOPE A POSITIVE IMAGINATION FOR THE FUTURE. AND THEN THE END RESULT OF THAT IS THAT YOUR FOOLISH HEART WILL BECOME DARKENED. IT WILL BECOME BLINDED, AS IT SAYS OVER IN EPHESIANS CHAPTER 4, VERSE 18, BECAUSE OF THE BLINDNESS OF THEIR HEART, THE DARKNESS OF THEIR HEART. YOU CAN'T SEE. YOU KNOW, IF YOU'RE WALKING AROUND IN THE DARK, 
YOU COULD BE WALKING ON LEVEL SURFACE, BUT YOU'RE GOING TO TRIP OVER SOMETHING. YOU'RE GOING TO FALL INTO SOMETHING. YOU JUST, YOU NEED LIGHT TO BE ABLE TO MOVE FORWARD AT ANY DECENT PACE. AND TODAY, PEOPLE'S HEART IS DARKENED. THEY CAN'T SEE. THEY AREN'T LISTENING TO GOD. THEY AREN'T FOLLOWING GOD. AND IT'S JUST A MATTER OF TIME UNTIL YOU TRIP AND FALL OR UNTIL YOU FALL OFF A CLIFF AND TOTAL DESTRUCTION. I TELL YOU, GOD IS SPEAKING THROUGH ME RIGHT NOW TO MANY PEOPLE ALL OVER THIS WORLD THAT, MAN, YOU HAVE NOT BEEN USING YOUR MIND. YOU'VE BEEN JUST LIVING IN THE MOMENT, LETTING EMOTION, DESIRES RUN WILD. YOU DON'T CONTROL ANYTHING, BUT EVERYTHING IS CONTROLLING YOU AND YOU ARE CALLING IT FREEDOM, BUT YOU ARE IN ABSOLUTE BONDAGE. YOU KNOW WHAT TRUE FREEDOM IS? FREEDOM IS WHEN YOU CAN SIT THERE AND SAY, NO, THAT'S NOT GOOD FOR ME. THAT'S NOT GOOD FOR MY SOCIETY. THAT'S NOT GOOD FOR ANYBODY. I REFUSE IT. THAT'S FREEDOM. AND YET THERE'S MANY OF YOU SAYING THAT YOU'RE FREE, AND THE TRUTH IS YOU ARE AN ABSOLUTE SLAVE TO YOUR OWN PASSIONS. MAN, YOU CAN'T TURN DOWN ANY UNGODLINESS. YOU ARE BOUND. YOU ARE ENSLAVED TO YOUR ALCOHOL, TO YOUR DRUGS, TO YOUR PORNOGRAPHY, TO YOUR SEXUAL ENCOUNTERS, AND YOU'RE SAYING YOU'RE FREE. YOU ARE IN BONDAGE. YOU ARE ALIENATED FROM THE LIFE OF GOD, AND YOUR HEART IS BLIND. I BELIEVE THAT GOD IS SPEAKING THROUGH ME AND TELLING YOU THAT YOU CAN BE FREE FROM THAT. IT DOESN'T HAVE TO BE THIS WAY. IF YOU DON'T KNOW THE LORD, YOU CAN CRY OUT TO GOD. YOU COULD BE BORN AGAIN RIGHT NOW, AND GOD COULD CHANGE YOUR HEART IN AN INSTANCE. IF YOU ARE ALREADY BORN AGAIN, THEN YOU CAN BE SET FREE FROM THESE THINGS THAT YOU HAVE LET IN BY JUST DRAWING ON THAT LIFE THAT'S ON THE INSIDE OF YOU. I'M NOT SAYING ANY OF THESE THINGS THAT I'M SAYING TO TELL PEOPLE THAT GOD HATES THEM. GOD LOVES YOU. GOD LOVES YOU PASSIONATELY, AND HE WANTS YOU FREE. BUT IT IS NOT FREEDOM FOR YOU TO WALK IN THE VANITY OF YOUR MIND, HAVING YOUR UNDERSTANDING, YOUR IMAGINATION DARKENED TO WHERE YOU'RE ONLY IMAGINING AND PURSUING UNGODLINESS. THAT ALIENATES YOU FROM THE LIFE OF GOD, AND IT MAKES YOUR HEART BLIND TO WHERE YOU CAN'T SEE, YOU CAN'T PERCEIVE. AND I TELL YOU, THIS IS WHERE THE VAST MAJORITY OF PEOPLE ARE TODAY. YOU NEED TO CHANGE. AND THE GOOD NEWS IS GOD WANTS YOU TO CHANGE. GOD WANTS TO HELP YOU TO CHANGE, BUT YOU HAVE TO INITIATE IT. GOD IS NOT GOING TO FORCE HIMSELF UPON A SINGLE PERSON. YOU HAVE TO CRY OUT. YOU HAVE TO ASK FOR THAT HELP. YOU KNOW, WE'VE GOT A NUMBER ON YOUR SCREEN, AND WE'VE GOT PEOPLE STANDING BY THAT WOULD LOVE TO PRAY WITH YOU. AND OF COURSE, THEY'LL GIVE YOU THESE PRODUCTS. REMEMBER THAT TODAY IS MY LAST DAY TO OFFER YOU THIS BOOK, THE STUDY GUIDE, THE DVDs, CDs, BUT ALSO, THEY WILL PRAY WITH YOU, AND THEY'LL HELP YOU ANY WAY THEY CAN. AND WE'VE GOT HUNDREDS OF PEOPLE THAT HAVE BEEN LITERALLY DELIVERED FROM EVERYTHING. I JUST SAW A TESTIMONY ABOUT ONE OF OUR STUDENTS OVER IN THE NETHERLANDS THAT WAS A DRUG ADDICT AND SPENT, I THINK IT WAS EITHER 10 OR 12 YEARS IN PRISON AND WAS JUST MESSED UP, AND GOD CHANGED HIS LIFE, AND HE IS SET FREE, AND NOW HE IS MINISTERING TO HUNDREDS AND THOUSANDS OF PEOPLE AND SEEING OTHER PEOPLE SET FREE. WE'VE GOT PEOPLE JUST LIKE THAT SCATTERED IN OUR PHONE CENTERS ALL OVER THE WORLD WHO WOULD LOVE TO PRAY WITH YOU. THANKS TO THE FRIENDS AND PARTNERS OF ANDREW WOMACK MINISTRIES, CARIS BIBLE COLLEGE IS RAISING UP COUNTLESS DISCIPLES WITH THE POWERFUL MESSAGE OF GOD'S LOVE AND GRACE. And this message is reaching far beyond the walls of our main campus in Colorado, breaking through language and cultural barriers and transforming the lives of students in Karis campuses across the globe. Campuses like Karis Holland, 
where a culture once buried in dead religion is being set free by the good news of the grace message. Dutch people, they are very religious and they don't know the freedom of the grace message. There's been a built a lot around the Bible, additional rules and regulations and what you can and cannot do. Andrew Warmer Ministries was started in, in the Netherlands already in 2006, 2007. Uh, when people found the teachings, the books of Andrew, and started to translate them. And in 2010, they opened uh, this school here in Naarden. The school provides a tangible place for Dutch students to come and discover the true nature of God and his unconditional love for them. A lot of students are coming here with emotional issues. And because of going deep into the Word, they change their mind about themselves, about situations they are in. Changing your mind with the Word of God, that's effortless change, and that's what changes your life. Start your journey at one of our campuses today by visiting our website at charisbiblecollege.org. Andrew's complete series titled Discover the Keys to Staying Full of God is available in either a CD album or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. This teaching is also available in book form, or you can get it in a companion study guide which will deepen your personal understanding and is perfect for Bible studies, home groups, and Sunday schools. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. Or if you prefer, these products are available as part of the Discover the Keys package. This package includes the book, the companion study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $80, but you can receive all of these valuable resources today for a gift of $55. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. This is the last day we'll be offering this teaching, so be sure to respond today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline at 719-635-1111. This is our latest construction update on our parking garage. This is the second level, and as I drove in this morning, all of our remote lots back there were empty. We aren't running the buses and the shuttles. This is just so awesome. So praise God, we are finally in here. This is a five-story parking garage. We're on level two, and we have three entrances. We have an entrance on the east side, downstairs, first level, and you can drive straight in there. Then around on the north side, we have 
an entrance on the second level and then up on the third level you can drive in from the west side over there and uh, already the students are loving it. We are only able to occupy at this time half of this structure and the reason for that is they don't have this pipe hooked up and in case there was a fire they don't have fire suppression and because of this the uh, fire department won't let us use the north half of this building. Let me just say that uh, our payments on this are gonna be $250,000 a month. So I encourage you to pray about it and become a part of this. We are changing people's lives all around the world. And right now, Karis Bible College is one of the driving forces. It's one of the main things that God is using to, to go deep into people's hearts. And we would love for you to be a part of it.